What's up? On our play for this week, PlayStation's live service plan has been cut in half. Is this why Jim Ryan stepped down? We don't know, but we'll talk about it. GTA 6 trailer is confirmed for December. We will see it at the Game Awards. Or will we? The latest Mass Effect news has a huge caveat everyone is missing. And it's pretty, pretty serious one, actually. And then me, Sean, and his cousin Savion got to play Modern Warfare Zombies. MWZ, new thing. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like DMZ, but is it better? We'll talk about it. All this and more on Season 7, Episode 44, Press X Star Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Vaginalists, a.k.a. Conspiracy Connor is here. It's a new uh, person that I've created for myself when we're talking about this live service stuff with PlayStation. I'm seeing things. I'm connecting things together. I'm making puzzle pieces in my head. I have a whole giant picture. We'll talk about it. I am joined by... Sean M.F. Ross. <laughs> what does the M.F. stand for? We them island boys, but not those island Ooh. boys, but the You're right. island boys. Exactly, exactly. Good, great. Now you know who we are. Press X Star Gamers Digest is a video podcasting that's the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We're live on YouTube every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hello, YouTube. Almost every Sunday. Almost, almost. <laughs> Don't forget, you can support us by liking this video, subscribing to the channel, and hit the notification bell. If you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast services you are tuned in on. And if you want, you can join our conversations by joining our Discord at pressxnumber2start.com slash Discord. All right. With that out the way, let us jump into the gaming news. Number one, Sony's plan for 12 live service PlayStation games by 2026 just got cut in half. <clears throat> this is given to us from Polygon by way of Michael McWhorter. So, shortly after Sony acquired Destiny's developer Bungie, the PlayStation maker announced its ambitious plan to launch more than 10 live service games by the end of Sony's 2025 fiscal year. A year later, that plan became slightly more clear. Sony wanted 12 live service games on PlayStation by then. But according to an update from Sony's president, COO, and CFO, Hiroki Totoki, the company now plans to have... <laughs> Now plans to have just six online multiplayer games released by the end of twenty uh, by the end of Sony's 2025 fiscal year, which will end in March 31, 2026. The rest will come later, Satoki said during Sony's earning call presentation QA session on Thursday, whatever this past Thursday. Uh, Totoki said in comments translated to English that Sony still has 12 live service titles planned. But that company is currently reviewing. Oh, but that the company is currently reviewing them in order to meet gamers' expectations and to ensure that those games will be played and liked for a long time. Because you need that long time for live service. Uh, mid to long term, we want to expand this kind of service. Totoki said, "That's the unchanged policy of our company." But he stressed that the quality, our quality, should be most important when it comes to launching new live service games. Okay. All right. 
So, PlayStation's um, weird move to say, hey, we are going to work on 12, or I guess 10, and then 12 live service games. Now it's being brought down to six. Um, There's something to note that Destiny's Marathon is actually not included in this. Well, so that was no, they still want to release 12 games, but they're promising that six will come out by 2020, you know, 2026, March 2026. Six. Yes, but yeah. even still, that original forecast of 12 games by what the end of this 2020 that's that's very ambitious. They don't have the studios to do that. I don't even. I don't even know who that announcement was originally for. Microsoft now has the amount of studios to do that. Sony doesn't. Who is going to be working on 12 live service games? You are absolutely right. Like, because we, we even <clears throat> talked about when they said 12 live, live, 12 live service games, we were just like, that makes no sense. Like, in any realm of any multiverse dimension that you exist in, that makes no sense to say, hey, we're going to put out yeah. 12 live service games within, at that point, I think it was within four years. It was like 2022-ish, maybe. That's but yeah, it's just like, why would you even do that to yourself? Like, just say like, hey, we're working on live service stuff. And to me, and this is where I get into my little conspiracy thing. Mm. I feel like this is all, like all this stuff that's happening is just a... Uh, I guess a waterfall from Jim Ryan saying, Hey, look, I'm retiring guys. And it's like, if you look at PS five's track record in terms of what they were doing, the, the big thing they were pushing is these triple a uh, single player experiences. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of a holdover from like PS four PlayStation where like they were, that's a PS three days. P- yeah. You're right, you're right. right. All that, yeah. Yeah. Where it was like, Part of it was like they have these really like um, really cool like indie experiences, but then the flagpole of the ship that was PlayStation was their AAA like single player games, and it feels like Jim Ryan's contribution to PlayStation was one keeping that ship sailing, but also hey, live service is making money. Live service is doing the thing in terms of Genshin Impact, in terms of Call of Duty, Apex Legends, like all the big live service games we that we have that. today. Oh. Yeah. We need some of that money, so let's do this thing. And it just, the number 12 really just feels like a corporate thing and not really vetted by any person in that, like, circle that plays games, maybe plays live service games, realize 12 is this a ridiculous number. So to say that, have us all react to it. And then earlier this year, we had the State of Play or Showcase that had X number of these trailers for the live service games. And everyone just like, what is this? It kind of just died on the vein. There was articles released about, oh, PlayStation's live service plan is, is dying, is not working or whatever. And we haven't seen a single game. And it's like, everybody's just reacting to what they've been given really and truly. And it's not much, but like, I think that all kind of works into, and then and then we have the um, Last of Us factions yeah. thing being a completely like just a mess. Bungie saying, "Hey, no, we're not. This is not good. We don't really believe in this." It's just 
this is just a very, very bad move at the wrong time. And I think, in my mind, Sony, PlayStation looks at this and just like, well, Jim, you spend a lot of money on this. And it looks like we're going to have to spend even more money on this to make these games viable for us. And like I mean, PlayStation... It was a fair... Uh... A fair assessment of what was hot and where the future was going in games at the time that they probably made it. Exactly, exactly. They made a bet, and it doesn't. It seems like the bet's not necessarily a a bad bet, but it's it's a bet that requires a lot of money. And PlayStation is a company that yes makes a lot of money, but they don't make an infinite amount of money like say like a Mi- Microsoft, where like Microsoft has funds coming from every other place, multiple streams. Um, yeah, so it's just like to me, this feels like this is the fallout that we get after the whole Jim Ryan leaving. Like this is just to me, this is the puzzle pieces that equates to why he's like, all right, well, I'm going to sit down because I don't want to have to deal with figuring out any of this stuff. Um, I ain't mad at him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, man, look, on top of all this, I have to travel from the U.S. to or from from the EU to U.S. and I just want to be with my family I, I get it but like this is just a mess i say all of that and i follow it up with this is fantastic news why <laughs> this is fantastic news because the issue that we all had was like 12 is too many games like even if you put these games I mean, out every, everybody doesn't have to play everything so yes and no Exactly, exactly. Everyone doesn't have to play everything. But in order for a live service game to be live service, it has to have a, you know, continuing fan base, essentially. So if you're putting out a live service game and then a couple months you're putting out another live service games, and these are all technically like PlayStation live service games, you are kind of targeting that PlayStation audience. So that audience is going to jump from one to another to see, to at least experience what it is. And then maybe they stick around, maybe they don't. But like you get into a thing of this group of PlayStation gamers just bouncing from one to the other. And maybe I mean, not necessarily because we don't know what genres they were going to be. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. But it just like. Just based off of how this is structured, I mean, because like because we we did some like predictions in terms of what games like, and there was also leaks like the the Horizon multiplayer yeah. like Monster Hunter like thing we have factions um i think there was a there were the two um PlayStation Studio games that at least we know it was going to have multiplayer thing yeah but um it is just yeah it's it sucks and they have to tell us this but at the same time i think this is actually for the better, because as Totoki says, you know, they value quality. Uh, what's, the, what's the thing? Yeah, quality should be most important. And like the fact that they are eyeing that and they're like, hey, look, we're going to delay this stuff. That means that when we get these games, they are going to be of some quality, which One is great. Hope. One can hope. Right, right, right. But then, you know, you also have to bounce that with it's a live service thing. And every game that launches as a live service game, that first month is rough. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, what's your what's your you got any you got any thoughts on this? 
I got oh, nothing yeah. yet. We just have to Conspiracy wait. Conspiracy Connor is out. Oh. There you go. I'm back. I got nothing yet. We just gotta wait and see, unfortunately. Um I yeah. think I think they just announced too much too early. And that 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 just hurts you. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think that announcement was just pride. I it, it doesn't even even from a like business standpoint, it doesn't make sense why they would put themselves in a hole like that. Because it's like, well, you could have said, hey, we're going to work on three triple A live yeah. service things. And it's just like, all right, cool. We believe you, Sony, because that you could have been an internal report great. or something. It, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Um, number two. GTA is coming, guys. Rockstar plans to announce new Grand Theft Auto 6 release trailer. This comes from Bloomberg. Uh, More specifically. Jason Schreier. Nailed it. Rockstar Games, a division of Take-Two Interactive Software, confirmed Wednesday that it will be begin promoting a new Grand Theft Auto game next month. Next month is December, so be ready. Uh, the company plans to release a trailer for the game in December, according to a blog post by Rockstar's president, Sam Hauser. The commercial for the game will, con- will coincide with Rockstar's 25th anniversary. So, when this news dropped, yeah. literally set the internet on fire because GTA is literally like like one of the biggest IPs in human history i don't know i think it's it was huge. the most liked tweet with like 75 million views and over a million like some wild shit like that is it even it's, called tweets anymore i don't know i'm old x's i i don't know man <laughs> i have no idea what what's going on over on that side but um yeah that is insane this is insane when this trailer drops it will be insane the question though is there is sort of a big thing happening early December in the games industry, and that is, what is that, Sean? The Game Awards. The Game Awards. You're right. You nailed it. So Which, the question: Marcus will be in attendance again. He will. Well, he will. Hopefully, way. hopefully he'll be somewhat close in the front and can potentially save Jeff Keeley from the next person who wants to walk on stage and start saying some stuff. Or sniff Neil Druckmann's here again. either way it'll be content (laughs) um so yeah so game awards is happening early december and it's like well is this gonna be at game awards sean do you think we're gonna see gta 6 trailer game awards they don't need the game awards though they don't especially with the advent and the uh, with, with YouTube, I guess, yeah, like GTA, when GTA 5 trailer dropped, it was on YouTube. That shit was bonkers. Mm-hmm. At this point, like, Jeff Keighley isn't paying people to debut trailers, right? As far as I know. So, they don't... <clears throat> Rockstar gets nothing from putting it yeah, on... Rockstar doesn't need press from everybody. They just send out a tweet and boom, like... I can see it happening, but they don't need to. Yeah. It'd yeah. be cool to experience it live with everybody. We might do a react to some shit. I don't know, but yeah, for sure. They definitely don't need this. Yeah. 
I I am totally there with you. I think like what you just said, it will be nice is literally the it's literally like the thing as to why Rockstar would do this. It, it would be nice to have this giant moment in games industry, games history happen at the Game Awards. As it is right now, there really hasn't been any like notification from Jeff Keighley to like, hey guys, get ready for nah, the I mean, Game he Awards. Can, he can't. Yeah, no, exactly. He can't. Like the the one thing he's pushing right now is the nominees for the the actual Game Awards that's going to happen on Monday. So, you know, it's possible that. If Rockstar is going to push out this trailer at the Game Awards, they're like, hey, Keely, you don't get to say anything about this guy. And of course, he's going to be like, yep, sure. All right, boss, I won't say anything. <laughs> so we'll see. Fingers crossed, though, because I think that would be like literally a historic moment for the Game Awards. Like if there was any other thing that can completely just put E3 in the grave even further, it would be this. So. We'll see what happens. Um, so more actual GTA news, which is interesting. GTA 6 might be easier to develop with AI, but Take-Two won't drop the price. This comes to us by Dex- Dexerto, right? Dexerto? Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, by way of Ethan Dean. So, oh no, it didn't capture the thingy. The thingy, Bob, sorry. So a GTA 6 studio executive revealed their plans to use... The plans for the use of generative AI in the company's future. However, despite a potential reduction in costs from efficiency, games won't get any less expensive. For a um, game like Grand Theft Auto, I would not expect it to get any cheaper. Um, Yeah, exactly. Of all the franchises, with all the content they pack in there, and as long as they took to make this game, No, I don't expect it to be cheaper. Um, yeah. So real quick, there's a, a quote from um, yeah. from them. So uh, our inter- our entertainment properties are created largely in and by computers. We value tools. We create those tools internally, and we license tools as well. Zelnick explained to investors, the new developments in AI are really exciting, and I've said publicly and repeatedly that I believe they will help create efficiency. And he's absolutely right. And Sean, you're absolutely right. It's one of those things where I look at it and we see the $70 price tag. Yes, it went from 60 to 70 because we're getting, you know, more impressive games. But at the same time, that price, we all know that price tag should not be 60, should not be 70. It should have been way more. So Even though we have taken this- inflation into account. And exactly. what the dollar is worth back then. And like if anything, if the game stayed sixty dollars, even if it stayed sixty dollars, it would still be getting cheaper with inflation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. people forget that some Super Nintendo games are seventy and eighty dollars. Which exactly. is exactly. I don't even know how much that's worth in today's dollars. Right. So yeah, so y- you have all this stuff to consider, and on top of that, like you know, us, the consumers, we are constantly wanting more quality, more, more things to do in these games. You know, we want to live in these games. So that's going to require man hours. And if they are able to use AI 
as a tool for efficiency. But at the same time, mm-hmm. that efficiency doesn't mean you fire people. These efficiencies are actually just helping the development, you know, happen faster, happen smoother. Then it's like, yeah, sure, go ahead, use AI, make it do what it do, and we'll play these, you know, more efficiently developed games. Great. But I say all this by saying, Rockstar, take two, you cannot, you cannot use these AI tools, these efficiency means, which would equal to people being fired. Like, that's not the path that, you Yes, know. it is. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not even joking. Yes, it is. I know. You I know you're not joking. You use exactly. less manpower when you, I mean, I don't know, whatever. No, no, you're you're absolutely right though. And like that's the thing that I'm like dancing around in terms of like Yeah, exactly. It's like it's a is this is a great thing to like because we all know like game making games is very difficult. It requires a lot of man hours, it requires a lot of overtime. And if you're able to streamline that stuff with a, a more efficient tool or whatever, that's awesome. But if you take that efficiency, it's like, oh great, we don't need you, 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 and you, then it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, this is not. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. But of course, they're going to look at the money and be like, oh, this is actually a thing we can do. So, mm. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, it, we also don't know. We're just assuming the scope of GTA 6 yeah. by looking at GTA 5. And, and there, you know, we really don't have any evidence of like what the map's going to be like. As big. Be. Yeah. And there's also. I- if you're going to take this long to develop it, how long did GTA 5 take to develop? That's a good question. I have no idea. If but you're like, going to take from, this... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, but like, from what we do know, we do know that the GTA 6 will center around a, like, Bonnie and Clyde story where I believe you could play as either one of the, the pair and they are, like, robbing convenience stores and doing that stuff. There was leaks that was shown, of course, mm-hmm. Rockstar slash Take 2 attacked everybody who put the leaks up so you know don't do that again gta um, 5 took three years what this shit is yeah i'm, I'm looking at it now uh work on it began after gta 4's release in april of 08 full development lasted approximately three years yeah this, this game is about to be huge they're not releasing another game until uh my child can drive <laughs> you're not wrong but that's insane gta 5 took three years whoa i mean it was with 360 people and then they had um you know help with team yeah okay over a thousand yeah. so at this point okay this game is about to be ridiculous yeah and then another thing we have to always consider is the weight of gta online and how you know, when GTA 5 released, they released the story mode first and then they released online and we got online. It was it was a trash fire for the first like couple of months or so. But then it got better mm-hmm. and it slowly got better and better and better to this juggernaut of a service that it is now. And I think looking at GTA 6, they're probably not going to make that mistake and launch a like buggy GTA online. So it's very possible that I mean, I would imagine they probably do the same thing where they do the single player first so people just can get that, uh, I guess, out the way and then jump into online and have that just be a thriving thing again. Okay. But, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Number three. The next Mass Effect isn't expected until 2029 20, or later. 
reports claims. This comes from VGC by way of, wait, thing is loading, thing is loading. Chris Scullion. So you heard I it. I fully expect them to re-release another trilogy remastered in between them. That's what? Six years from now? That's... What? So, <laughs> so, as I said at the start of this podcast, this trailer, I'm about to show the trailer. The trailer, super cool. It, it's very, it sets a tone. Um, people are speculating who is walking the walk. Um, I think there was there was talks that apparently like Fem Shep is going to be like the the default Shep for this. Um, it's possible that this is Venship. I, I Mass Effect, I played two, thought it was a great game. Didn't play three, and I kind of left it there. I didn't play one because of the Xbox thing. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't have a, a breadth of knowledge. Jordan is our, our Mass Effect guy, and he's currently not here because he's living a life. Um, so yeah, it's like, yeah, this is cool. This is weird. The caveat is. Dragon Age Dreadwolf. That's supposed to be a game that's coming out soon. Why are you guys show a Mass Effect? Show us something Dreadwolf related, uh, possibly. It's not for us, more than likely. It's more so for uh, stock prices and all that shit. Yeah, and then there's also the whole like N7 day, which is like, oh, let's give them something that's cool. And it's like, that part's cool, but then like, I, the hope, the hope, and I'm going to hold my tongue, the hope is we get some kind of Dreadwolf announcement at the Game Awards. And it's like, this is, this is our, our plate for you guys. We gave you a little Mass Effect, um, a Mass Effect, what, five teaser. And then mm-hmm. over here, we're going to do this Dreadwolf thing. So you guys know that it's coming next year. I don't know if it's coming next year. I'm just saying. Uh, and then also to note, along with this trailer, there was some text. And one of the texts was like, Andromeda distress signal like confirmed or received or something so they're just kind of giving they're, they're basically telling you like yeah Andromeda is going to be part of this or at least that story is going to be part of Mass Effect 5 which is fine although Andromeda was a bad game it's possible that within this time they can do a remaster or re-release or something where they try to like fix that so it's something of a better game will they spend the money on that probably doesn't make sense to but whatever we'll see so, before we jump into Nintendo doing a live-action movie of Zelda, possibly making Tom Holland Link, we'll see. Hey, you. How you doing? You good? Good. Please do us a favor. Like this video. Just hit that little thumbs up. It's like, it's like, it's like, right, it's like right there. No, actually, no, no. It's like right there. Right if there. you don't. <laughs> Hit that thumbs up, please. We need it. Um, uh, oof, what do you do? Subscribe, subscribe to the channel, and then hit the notification bell. Because if you do those three things, you'd be greatly appreciated by us, and you want to be appreciated by us because we give you cookies. Yes. Um, if you, <laughs> if you are listening to us and not watching, you should watch. That'd be great. But I'm, you're probably busy, so. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast services you're currently tuned in on. Thank you. I see the review. It's a great review. Appreciate it. Um, and 
if you want to listen, uh, if you want to join our conversations, you can by joining our Discord at pressxnumber2store.com slash Discord. So thank you for doing those three things. All right, let's get back. Number four, Nintendo is making a live action Zelda movie. This comes from The Verge by way of, wait a minute, wait a minute, Andrew Webster. So, you heard it. They're making a live action movie. Um, there's a quote from Miyamoto. Uh, this is Miyamoto, in case you don't know. I have been working on live action film The Legend of Zelda for many years now with Avi Ard- Ardson. Oh, Avi Ardson. Okay. Who has produced many mega hit films, Miyamoto said in a statement posted on X, formerly Twitter. We might be a, oh, sorry, we might be waiting a while for the movie, however, Miyamoto said. It will take Time until its completion, but I hope you look forward to seeing it. Hmm. So, so essentially, I think, I, think, I think the news here is that uh, Sony and Nintendo are producing this. Yes, I was about to say that. Yeah, so Sony's actually the the the, the producer oh. of this movie. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting because we, you know, we we don't get this kind of synergy we never got this kind of synergy actually so that's cool uh the part that is concerning is that this is going to be a live action thing it's going to be a live action zone is that a good idea sean is that a good idea um as long as it has two things Mm. as long as it has navi saying hey listen And then we get Link saying, well, excuse me, Prince. It'll be a hit. If you don't know what those oh. two things mean, too young to be listening. You're young. You're young. You're just one of those young people, you know? Just polluting this guy. Now. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, this is a weird thing. Um, you know, we had Mario movie. It was a hit. It was awesome. It was great. It was a fun movie. But it was also an animated movie by Illumination. And they did a, they, you know, they're known for their animated works. Uh, Making a live action Zelda or uh, Legend of Zelda is such a weird proposition Mm -hmm. because you won't necessarily be able to hide. I mean, I guess you could hide the blood and stuff that's happening with, with Link literally killing the goblins or. My guy, they have plenty of movies with killing with no blood. It'll it'll be okay. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is like, you know, this is Miyamoto doing this. So I'm just like, all right, let him cook. He's gonna do something great because that's you know, that's what he does. But it's just it's just so it's weird. It's weird. Like, okay, all right, let's see what you got. So yeah, but that's pretty much it. There, there's not too much left to that. Um number five. <laughs> Sonic Dev wants to know what Zelda Tears of the Kingdom and Armor Core 6 have that Frontiers doesn't. All right. This comes to us by uh, from Games Radar by way of Hope Bellingham. So, in an interview with, uh, with Famatsu, Sega game director Moro- Morio Kishimoto uh, and producer Kawamura discuss Sonic Frontier's success and question what it's lacking when compared to other popular games. 
It's been a year since Sega published Sonic Frontiers, and although not everyone was blown away by the title, Take Our Sonic... Okay, whatever. That's a plug right there. Um, it still managed to sell 3.5 million copies worldwide at that time. That ain't bad. That's not bad, but... Games have been canceled for less. That's, uh, you're not wrong, <laughs> especially when it comes to Square Enix. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not nearly enough for Square Enix. <laughs> Under, underperformed. <laughs> so, uh, reflecting on this impressive achievement, uh, Kawamura said, well, to be honest, I want to go much more further. I think we can go further before revealing that Sonic the Hedgehog titles tend to sell for a long time after their release. And so, 3.5 million copies actually isn't that big of a number in terms of Sonic games. Mm. That's great. Okay, so, and this is the last bit that is really important. Interestingly, the pair also revealed that Sonic Frontier sold better in the West than it did domestically, which led Kishimoto to question, what is stop... No. What is it that stops people from picking it up? What is it lacking? What failed to resonate with them? The director then goes to is say... talking about what, his own country? What failed to resonate with Japan? Yeah, in terms of people picking up Sonic. Oh. So what did we miss then thinking of ways to appeal to players? If there is something that The Legend of Zelda Tears of Kingdom or Armor Core 6 have that Sonic Frontier doesn't have, we want to know. <laughs> there, we don't. Uh, like, what, what is the saying? Like, um, don't. What is it? Don't. What I don't know. Don't, yeah. don't look to see if your neighbor has as much as you. See if they have no. Like, enough. like, don't smoke your own supply. Essentially, <laughs> it's oh, just okay. like the don't don't compare Sonic with Armor Core Six. Or Tears of the Kingdom. It's clearly just as good, DJ. It, I mean, look at look. I, you know what? Hey, hey, you know what? what did Armored Core sell? A, a exactly, lot, exactly. I mean, I, I'll look. It I'll, ain't but, selling no three point whatever million. I'm missing stuff, so I'm gonna put my glasses on so I can see better. Because obviously, I don't know what's happening between it ain't help you, DJ. Sonic Frontier. <laughs> so actually, yeah, um, I'm gonna look up what Armored Core sold. Um, yeah, so this is. Insane because oh uh, hold on uh, sold copies yeah this is insane because okay so it sold two point eight million copies what did Armor Core six color me impressed yeah and I think the thing to note is that like I think the thing that they get confused is that yes yeah, Sonic is a very 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 strong franchise like it's a mm -hmm. it has a strong IP there is movies there's tv shows there's cartoons there's video games like sonic there's merchandise so sonic covers every you know area of entertainment yeah. and it's like when you have that saturation you're gonna have you know kids just seeing sonic and be like oh i want that new thing and they're gonna download frontiers are they gonna play it maybe maybe not but they are going to at least want it and try to get that thing because it's sonic and they love sonic the issue is just the quality of their games. The industry has said time and time again, the quality of the Sonic games have been lacking. We had Sonic Mania be... Is it Mania? That was yeah, like the Mania high point? A, yeah. Yeah. Sonic Mania was a high point. That studio that made that game 
wanted to make a sequel to that game, Sonic said, no, we're going to give it to the Sonic team. So Sonic Mania team made another game that was a good game. And it's just like, Sonic, Sonic team, you don't understand that it's your developers that are the issue. Because your developers are just not able to pull themselves out of, this is Sonic. But you need to make a good game that is Sonic. So for him this to be like this, just like, yeah, I just don't get it. <laughs> like, man. And it, it's, it's unfortunate, though, because, like, as I've said a number of times, like, I grew up as a Sonic kid, and, like, I still have love for Sonic, but they're really, like, really and truly a way to get me to probably play a new Sonic would be if they made, like, a Sonic Adventures game that, like, 3D mm-hmm. Sonic-ish, but, like, refine that game so it's not just, like, grind this rail, jump here, dodge here. But it's like, well, how do you do that? And I don't have an answer for that. But, like, the normal 2D Sonics, like, it just doesn't, that doesn't resonate with me anymore, unfortunately. You don't like the baby boo-boo-ass games? <laughs> Somewhere Cam is smiling right now. <laughs> so, yeah, like, what's your, what's your thoughts on this? They just don't know what makes Sonic fun. They don't That's know how a to make way. a fun yeah. game, ultimately. Uh, Nintendo yeah. has, by Mario's nature, it has allowed them to experiment with Mario doing different things. Mm-hmm. Sonic was originally made to do one thing and one thing only, and that kind of pigeonholed them. It was to show this the quote-unquote blast processing of the Sega Genesis and how fast he was, and where do you go from there? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're changing yeah. what people loved about him, or, you know, right. gameplay-wise, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Like, Sonic had, for lack of better words, the gimmick of going fast, and at the time, like, it was really cool to see, and Sonic did a, the Sonic team did a good job of, like, managing that gimmick and made it fun, you know, between game and game and game. But like we are years removed from that. And it's just like, all right, well, there are more games that does, you know, different and more interesting things. And it's just like, all right, well, this going fasting is no longer not fun, but it's no longer intriguing. So it's just like, all right, well, what else can a novel idea? Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, what else can Sonic do? And they don't really have an answer for that. So it's just like, all right, well, I'm just going to move on and get a game like Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> like, mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully someone will help them work that out. Number six. Malign Modern Warfare 3 developed in just 18 months. Staff required to work nights and weekends. This comes from Push Square. By way of uh, Kale Adam. So, yeah. So, a bombshell report from Bloomberg's Jason Schreier revealed that Modern Warfare 3 was developed in less than 18 months, less than the typical three year turnaround the series was known for. Activision Blizzard has achieved this. Uh, but I mean, it, it shows, right? With the short. Uh... The campaign. Short campaign and i mean they didn't yeah. really they just revitalized modern warfare 2 maps the original maps and then threw together you know uh a new 
DMZ map with zombies. I mean, it shows. And I mean, it's fine. Uh, their yep. fans don't require very much. Just some new maps, some new guns, and tweaks to the gameplay. It's perfected at this point. It shouldn't take three to four years to make a new Call of Duty, especially if they're not going hard on the uh, campaign like they used to anymore. Yeah, I, I think because I ever since the the IGN giving Call of Duty like a four out of ten or whatever, I've been like not even scouring. I've just been looking around to like get like a better sense of. You know, barometer. Yeah. Yeah. Like where everyone's at, because I think Call of Duty does the best in giving the vocal minority a, a, a voice when it comes to like Call of Duty's trash, Call of Duty sucks, all that stuff. And it's just like, all right, if it actually sucked, if it was actually trash, people would stop playing the game. Nah. But like, it just sells. Nah. But the thing, but no, but like, but that's the thing though. It's just like people would actually stop playing the game because they wouldn't enjoy the game. Like they would buy the game, but they wouldn't invest in the microtransactions. I just think like, nah, I'm people not gonna are used to a certain gameplay and they're hooked on it. They have perfected the the gun feel, the yeah. bullet sound when you're hitting somebody. Um, uh, that's like saying Madden or FIFA, you know, or NBA 2K is great, and you know, it's people just want to play with their friends. This is what their friends are playing. Um, but yeah, they release the same damn game every year with just roster updates and yeah, minimal gameplay changes for the same price. Call of Duty is pretty much one of those things now. Exactly. But what I'm what I'm saying is that like if you look at like Madden, there's mm-hmm. no real alternative to Madden. But if you look at Call of Duty, there's tons of alternatives. You can no, play Rainbow Six Siege. You can no, play Apex Legends. No, no, but like there 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 is alternatives in terms of. This is a first-person shooter I can play with my friends. I just have to get my friends to play the game. Nah, man. It's different. That's like saying a Call of Duty player could go and play Overwatch. No, they all have different feels. Just like back when you had Madden and you had NFL 2K and you had NFL Blitz. Right, yeah. You you look at, yes, they're in the same genre, quote-unquote, but I mean, it has a certain feel. I don't want to play anything other than... Call of Duty, Apex, maybe some Overwatch. We tried to play X Defiant and yeah. the finals. We didn't like the feel of those. Yes, those are alternatives, yeah. but at this point, it's almost Stockholm Syndrome, for lack of a better word. So, so here, okay. I get what you're saying, but I also feel like if you are playing a game and... I guess because this is like, all right, well, if you play this game because you know how it plays, you, you just mm. you, you just you're you're accustomed to that way of playing a game. So you just keep playing that game versus playing a game because you're accustomed to it, but you also like it. Oh, wait, no, no OK. I've, I've, I've figured it out. So I'm going to jump to Destiny because Destiny mm. is sort of in the same boat in terms of it has a it has a huge fan base people technically enjoy the game but it is those same people that have the biggest gripes with the game because even me when i play destiny i played i i literally went from call of duty to destiny i was like i don't like destiny is a better uh, first person shooter and it's like would i say that now no absolutely not 
But at that time, I was like, no, Destiny is exactly what I want to play. Like, I love this. I love the space feel of the magic, whatever. But like, as a Destiny player, I, I couldn't, there was no way I could convince people to play Destiny because I was just like, well, the game kind of sucks. Because and it sucks because they already have the drug of choice, DJ. Do you think crackheads don't want to stop doing crack? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know if you remember, uh, this is years ago. I don't even know if I can find the article, but a lot of game companies have brought in the same type of people who work on casino slot machines and mm-hmm. shit that has you gamble. They have worked out all the sounds and mm-hmm, mechanics mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. games that's going to help you hit these dopamine levels when yeah, you're playing their like games. the whole loot box thing, too. Yes. Pe- yes, the, the, yes. The, the gameplay loop, they have refined it to a point where Shit, did we just see a did we do an article? I think I saw an article about um some parents wanting to sue Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Activision or some Call game Duty developer. Fortnite. Yeah, because their yeah. their kid was addicted to it. Like Yeah. It's not necessarily that the games are addicting, like video games themselves, but certain certain can have qualities that are like as There's say, the whole the reason why loot boxes were, uh, you know, outlawed in some countries. They you, you. they figure out how to make games addicting, and some of them had added gambling into the mix at one point. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there are yeah. alternatives, but nobody wants to try those because it doesn't feel like my drug of choice. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right in terms of like, because like that's what happened to me. Like, I tried Apex, and like, well, this doesn't feel like Call of Duty, so I went back to Call of Duty. But like, I, don't I like think. so like i i think i i just feel like it i don't know whatever we we can we get back to the actual story in terms of the um where was it the yeah the fact that call of duty modern warfare 3 was made in 18 less than 18 months um this is terrible. <laughs> like, this is, this is terrible news. Uh, apparently, Sledgehammer Games... There's a... I'm surprised it took that long. I will say that. So, so, apparently, there was a lack of communication for the Sledgehammer developers because they thought, at first, they're working on DLC, but then uh, <laughs> Activision... Yeah, Activision said, no, no, no. Oh, I, they thought they were working on DLC for stuff that was going to happen in Mexico. So the DLC will take place in Mexico. As you as you see in Modern Warfare 3, none of it takes place in Mexico. So that was like already like, oh, what's happening here? And then the communication changed from, no, 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 we're going to make this like an expansion. So it's going to be even more content. So they were working off of just bad information in a way. And, you know, this just kind of goes back to Activision Blizzard being just a machine. and when you're working with a machine, it doesn't necessarily care about feelings. It will just give you updates. And it's like, okay, you have to work on this update. You'll work off of this update. And it just, it's just terrible. Um, all right. So this is actually, is this what I want to grab from? Um, yeah. So then they also had to deal with, you know, dealing with time crunch and stuff over yeah. having to produce stuff. And it's just not, <laughs> It's just terrible. It's just, just absolutely terrible. Um, the hope now is that with 
these teams now working under Microsoft, Microsoft will treat them a lot better than what Activision did. We and hope. Yeah, we hope. And there's also a thing of like, well, does, does, does Call of Duty need to happen every year? Like, can it now move to like a two-year cycle where we're not getting like Call of Duty Infinity or Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Black Ops, whatever the Sledgehammer game. Like, we can get like one of these Call of Duty games. Two years later, we can get another Call of Duty game. Two years later, we get another Call of Duty game. And, mm. you know, there's also the possibility of like, okay, well, with Modern Warfare going, with Modern Warfare 2 dropping and then going directly into 3, are we not going to get a Black Ops? Is that just kind of done? Or is it just a thing of like, all right, well, well, because there was also like a mishap or a mishap in terms of the development. So that's how, that's actually why we got Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. So <laughs> take that back. So yeah, uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, number seven, this is actually a, a quick one. Overwatch League is officially dead. Activision Blizzard is transitioning away from its groundbreaking esports league as teams reportedly vote to withdraw. This comes from PC Gamer by way of Andy Chalk. Chalk, Chalk, Chalk. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, earlier this year, Activision Blizzard expressed doubt that uh, about the long-term future of the Overwatch League, and it said its efforts to maintain the city-based pro esports league may prove unsuccessful. That has turned out to be the case, as Activision confirmed today that the Overwatch League is, as we know it, is finished. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this. I think this is really good news. I mean. It sucks for all the esports people who was following this and who loved it and enjoyed it. But like, yeah. I think the actual reality is that esports was just ruining the game. And like, if you look at Overwatch 2, Overwatch 2 was made, was, was modified from Overwatch 1 for the esports players. Like they dropped it down to one person. It's more, the maps have been changed to be more like quote unquote esport friendly or whatever. And it's just like, well, look what look what happened. Like they didn't. Cons- you're, like, you're not making a game to make it fun now. You're, you're making it to hit certain metrics, but um, exactly. I mean, go go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I mean that's that's kind of it. It's just like yeah, you're 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 making these concessions for these players, but you forget that the players aren't the only people making or only people playing the game. Like you need the player, you need the actual casual i'll say casual players to play these games to spend money on the loot boxes to yeah. keep them in the thing to fund all this stuff to to actually produce a product that the also the esport players can play and compete in next y and z and it's just like that that loop was broken when they made overwatch yeah. 2 because the actual casual players were like no this is not fun like we literally have to get rid of a six person on our friends team because you change it from six to five, and it's just like uh, they they throw more reasons in there too. The initial base franchise fees are twenty million. Then COVID mm. hit. Then the sexual and discrimination misconduct that Activision Blizzard hit, and China law. You know, just, this is just yeah. getting hit combo after Left combo. And right. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, you're you're absolutely right though. Like there, there's also the 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 financial. Uh, side of this and yeah as you said like 
they just wasn't doing well and then they got hit with something else so they're not doing well again and it's just been a, a cascading thing or problem and it's like cuz like you know we had a story a couple of months actually way like a while ago now about like just esports itself just not being in good state and it's just like well kind of is what it is at this point so yeah uh so Hades is coming to Netflix. This comes from The Verge by way of Ash Parish. So uh, we've known Netflix is serious about its gaming library ever since it added the Oxenfree series and arguably going all the way back to Hexen Mayhem. I don't know what Hex, oh, Hextech Mayhem, sorry. Mm-hmm. Netflix has shown its gaming offerings weren't going to just be silly time-wasting waiting room games, but solid mobile versions of the indie games with name recognition, including the announcement of Braid earlier this week. That's awesome. Never has that that idea been more expressed than the latest announcement that Supergiant Games Hades will will debut exclusively on mobile via Netflix. That is awesome. Like, out of all of the... All the bigger companies we've seen try to enter the games industry. I think Netflix is probably doing the best because we we see we saw Google trying to enter with from the hardware perspective didn't really work. We saw Amazon also entering from the hardware perspective. Uh, I, I mean, know. they haven't shut down yet, so mm. yeah, they ha- yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. And then you know we have Facebook doing Facebook games and stuff, and it's just like all that stuff didn't really make headway in terms of you know pulling the attention from like the casual gamer but like okay. Netflix doing these moves and like hey look you watch shows on Netflix right you watch Castlevania on Netflix guess what we have Hades as a Netflix game and actually uh this past week I was watching Netflix with my wife and when turned on the app or whatever the first thing that popped up was uh, I think it was Dead Cells, the yeah. Nef- uh, Netflix games. I was like, wait, what? And it's like, oh, like that is going to just catch a lot of people off guard. And if they have Hades pop up, like that's crazy. So I'm trying to think of how they can have serious games like on the TV or the phone. Yeah. I guess maybe like a you connect your Bluetooth controller to your phone or something. I don't know. They yeah, because it, it, as far as we know, they haven't worked out the controller aspect. Yet. I think they there was a patent for a Netflix controller, like kind of like a touch base thing on your phone. But we don't know exactly how that's going to go. I think, as you say, like figuring out a way of just connecting one of your controllers to your phone to play the Netflix games is probably they the best thing. They probably could do something like the Stadia controller because I think they're connected directly oh, yeah. to the internet and then paired yeah. with your hardware some kind of way so uh, we'll see that's a good point so yeah we'll see but this is this is really cool um so yeah that is it for the gaming news let us jump into the games we have been playing sean what have you been playing um i'll make this short because we're running long uh a beat mm-hmm. burning shores uh horizon dlc mm, what do you think of it that story is awesome and i am yeah upset first i was kind of hurt because you see uh 
Oh, got Lance Reddick's character. Yeah. Because it took so long to start this. I, I think this came out in like April or something like that. And it's just like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was planning to do some big things for the next game. And that's rough. I'm yeah. torn on whether I'm like, damn, do they go the, you know, get permission from his family to go the AI route and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of generate his voice? Can. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or do they kill him off? Like, oh, man, that yeah. sucks. But, or, I mean, uh, the, the other, the other side is they recast him. Like, that wouldn't be ideal. You can't recast. I, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's it's definitely not going to go well with <laughs> the is, fan base this, if they recast him, but it's like... like trying to recast Chadwick Boseman in Black exactly, Panther. Like, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I um, mean, they could, they could probably do a thing where he all of a sudden has, like, a disciple and he passes the his mission on to the disciple and the disciples now doing what he's doing and it's like oh he just died yeah but something the character silence just has a certain demeanor and Gravitas. attitude that's like yeah, yeah it's just like yeah how do you replace this man you can't um yeah. and then you go through those woes just like uh frozen wilds with the first horizon game where mm-hmm. damn i haven't played this in so long i am getting my ass whoop boy yes man <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it had a lot of fun surprises in there. Uh, I don't know if I want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't gotten to it yet, but, um, Mm -hmm. I will just say there are new weapons, new mounts, and the stakes. Their DLCs are as good as the main game, and I can see why this was a DLC. This is a Mm -hmm. Horizon 2.5. The story mm-hmm. is very strong in there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Their, their, their storytelling is great. Like, there. And then on top of all that, it just looks so pretty. It looks yeah, so it looks pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they have new, new machines in there. I think it's like a frog or something. And they have flies. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just wild. Y'all play it. Yeah. I'll play it. Yeah. Like, that, that game's art direction is so imaginative. And it's just, the the way that they like like example the frog it's like you think like oh what would a robot frog look like in this world and then they do it and you're like <clears throat> okay and the thing is like deadly <laughs> it's like jeez yeah um, that is really cool uh, in the words of uh, Black Bush the only place next is Mars bitches <laughs> you're not wrong all right um so. I I'll just do the Mario Wonder thing real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, as I said a few podcasts ago, I started playing Mario Wonder. I was enjoying that game. I put it down to play to focus on Spider Man. I never got back to it, but then my wife was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna play Mario." She she grew up on Mario. She's a, she's a Mario girl. I'm a Sonic boy. I don't know how we work together, but we do it. Um, but I started playing Mario with her in multiplayer mode. And it is so much fun. Um, we are in world. We just beat world two, so we're in world three, I think. Mm-hmm. And we don't. Yeah. We don't. We're not playing yeah, Petal Island in between the worlds, but yeah, 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 yeah. So we haven't turned on multiplayer, but I think we're going to turn oh, you mean it the on online stuff. Yeah, the online stuff. Yeah, 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 the online stuff. 
Because I think that would be kind of like a cool addition to like how we're playing and like watching other people do stuff. The shadows, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we can end this cast by talking about the other thing we've been playing, which is Call of Duty Modern Warf- Modern Warfare Zombies. So, as you know, uh, Sean, myself, and Sean's cousin Sabian enjoyed playing DMZ on Modern Warfare 2. Mm. And they essentially took the bones of DMZ added zombies and changed up a couple other features and we played we actually got to play a match a couple hours ago so today sean how do you how do you enjoy how do you how are you enjoying uh mwz so i miss the aspect of running across a random person Mm -hmm. and not knowing how that interaction is gonna go yeah but those interactions faded very quickly with uh, DMZ. They didn't last too long in, in terms of the lifespan of the game. It just turned into, let's just group, uh, group up and, you know, bully the rest of the map because, you know, we don't want any real competition in multiplayer or Warzone. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. But basically, they took all that out of way in MWZ and... You can't shoot other people. <clears throat> you can only work with other people. So when you open your map, you can see all the other player characters on the map. Uh, there are only zombies in there, or zombie and other monsters, whatever the hell you want to call them. Um, and and uh, human NPCs that will come and try to mess with your game. Uh, or, you know, mess with you. And I will say it may be a change for the better. I still miss those initial interactions with DMZ. You're pixelating out. I don't know if you can still. Yeah, 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 yeah. My camera died. Hold on. Uh, uh. <laughs> um. There you okay, go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's still fun. Um, there's never a safe moment. You can't just hide behind a rock like you used to in DMZ and mm-hmm. stare at your map to try to figure out what you're trying to go. Um. With DMZ, they always started you on the perimeter, and you kind of usually. I don't remember yeah. all the spell points, but they, you know, they they worked your way in. Uh, with this one, you will always start on the perimeter because as you get closer to the middle of the map, uh, it has different tiers of danger. Um, you can no longer do certain actions, and they will affect your teammates' mission. So I can't like. Mm-hmm kill an enemy and it pop up for both of us. Everybody has to do their own work now, apparently. Right. Um, And it seems this actually has a, well, DMZ had a storyline, a very light storyline. They had missions and it kind of flowed along something. This looks like it has a definitive uh, three act story and who knows where they'll go from there. I'm sure some people have already beat it because Mm -hmm. they have no life or, you know, they've gotten up to whatever (laughs) they've, they've released so far. But, um, I'd say it's a solid addition, and DMZ is still there if people want to play DMZ. Exactly. Yeah, I am along the same lines as you. Like, I think the idea of DMZ was so appealing to me because it was like, oh, man, we can just go as a team of three, as a team of two or whatever, and just, like, exist in this world, maybe stumble on some people, talk to them, try to give them our team, or, you know, fight them depending on. But then 
it just became so toxic because people were able to exploit the system, make like six man teams almost immediately, and then just run shop through the entire map. And it's just like, it was just no longer any fun. So for them, for uh, Call of Duty, or I guess Infinity War, or Sledgehammer Games, whatever, whatever. for Activision game development team to be like, okay, obviously we've created a game mode that is a little too toxic. <laughs> and what we're going to do is instead of having it be PvPVE, it's just going to be straight PvE. I, I think a lot of people are just like, oh my God, like that means that DMZ is going to be gone, is going to be like a horrible experience now. I think MWZ, MWZ is a, right now, it's a good evolution of DMZ in terms of now, when you're playing through the map, when you're playing on the game, if you look at your map, you can see other teams. So you can go over to them and just help them out to do whatever okay. they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you're they're they're able to foster this like um not necessarily competitiveness with people, but like cooperative like experience. And I think that's super cool. I so right now the 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 game footage I'm showing right now is these people running through a um, a zombie nest. So you run through the nest. You have to destroy like these little like glowing spots to free the nest. And like there's little things you can do in the map that are just kind of little small missions. I, I think like, we haven't really got to play through all the missions on the map to really know like what they're like. But I kind of appreciate the straightforwardness of these missions versus DMZ, where it's just like. All right, I read this thing that I'm supposed to do, but I actually have no idea what I'm supposed to do. So let me just look this up. And it's possible yeah. that it could get like more complicated in the I'm sure it will because knowing zombies history and all the you had to look up the secrets or just play nothing but zombies because some of that shit was pretty obscure back in the day. Yeah, right, 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 right. And it's like the the hope is that, you know, they the hope is that they um, fix that stuff so, you know, they are entertaining, but they're not necessarily, you know, super complicated to do. But we don't know because we haven't got there yet. Um, overall, I think this is a great experience. I've had a great experience playing with Sean, playing with Sabian. I've also jumped in and did a squad fill. And, you know, I had a good time. There was one person that just kind of went off by himself, but then he died. We picked them up and he... Mm -hmm he just started playing with us because he realized like, oh, I can't survive <laughs> by myself. And I think... Yeah, this is rough solo. Yes, yeah. So like, there is also the fact that going... Because like, there's three zones as Sean was mentioning. Like, the middle zone is like the most intense. Then you have a wider like, orange zone that is like, harder, but not as hard as the like, outer circle which you you spawn in. Um, Going from the outer zone to orange zone, it is such a like, uh, a skill check like are you ready for this because these zombies have more health they're more ferocious they will climb up to get you so you can't just hide or you can't just like shoot from on top of a truck or whatever and it's just like it's kind of jarring because you realize like oh like i'm actually not ready for this so let me back away let me figure out how to upgrade my stuff and then go tackle or that. they'll just throw shit at you yes they'll throw flesh at you as, as sean mentioned <laughs> yeah so like i think it's a great experience um you know, the the other side to it is that when DMZ launched, it launched in Warzone, thus it was free to play. 
This is not free to play. So you have to spend $70 on Modern Warfare 3 in order to get access to this. And a lot of people are just like, oh, well, that doesn't feel good. But at the same time, like, you know, this is this is just the package of Modern Warfare 3. So you have to yeah. commit to paying that money. Exactly. Yeah. And then there's also the side of it as like, you know, people who are spending money on this are probably going to approach this a little differently than free to play. Where it's like, yeah, uh, less griefing. Yeah, exactly. Like I can just jump on this thing and just be a complete ass to people and just kind of be on my merry way because it doesn't cost me anything. Whereas the people who are paying seventy dollars are a, a smidgenly less likely to do that, just a little. But yeah, that's that. That's this, and this is everything. Um, well, that's it. That that's that's what it's been. This is another episode of Press X Star Gamers. I guess we hope you enjoyed everything that we've talked about in this episode. We hope you will continue to play games. Maybe try out new games we talked about that you haven't played. I don't know. We'll see. You can see how that goes. Um, don't forget, please like this video, subscribe to the channel, and the notification bell. Don't forget, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast services you're currently tuned in on. Don't forget, you can join a conversation by going to Discord at pressxmq.com slash Discord. Don't forget, wash your hands, play video games. Just keep having a good time. Do it. Take care. <laughs> Is that a duck? <laughs>